Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. It's not a dream. It's not a desert barrage. It's Lord Stanley, and he is coming to Washington. Welcome back to Japers Rink Radio. I'm your co-host, Greg Young, and uh, happy to be joined by extra special guest. Uh, he's also a co-host, uh, Adam Stringham. Adam, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, Greg. How about yourself? Good, good, good. I don't really know where that intro came from. Um, and yeah, this is, I obviously, we just do a ton of rehearsal for these uh, every day for everyone. So, uh, you know, we're doing you know, the best we can. They, they should have heard your first five takes of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're, they were even they were even better. I mean, you know, they only committed <laughs> axe murdering in, like, one of the takes, so that's good. Um, well, speaking of takes, or speaking of things that are doing well, um, wow, that was a terrible transition, but whatever. Um, the uh, So I know we are a Washington Capitals podcast, uh, very proud of it, but there happens to be another team in D.C. that is going on quite a run. Um as we are recording this, um, the Nationals are about to play in Game Four, and they have taken a three to nothing series lead. So, I mean, Adam, one, have you been watching it? Two, uh, how have you enjoyed it? I have been watching. Um, I've, I've and I've definitely been enjoying it. it. It's been nice to see kind of. Well, one, I find it interesting how like uh, the Capitals and Nationals kind of franchises uh, obviously kind of play off each other. I mean, we know that the the learners are pretty close with Ted Leonsis, but just kind of seeing the level of like even social media interaction between the two teams is kind of interesting. But I think there's some kind of cool parallels between the two teams' runs and just kind of uh, when things look bad or and kind of when the season looked off, um, they were able to kind of turn it around. And I'm trying to remember what the Lars Eller moment was for the Nationals, but I, it kind of felt like they had one early in these uh, playoffs. So I, I don't know. Maybe, Great, maybe what are your the thoughts? Juan Soto I, hit in in the wild card game, maybe. Yeah, that yes, yes, that is. I, I, I'm trying. I think we saw Isabel and a few other of kind of the people that follow Capitals regularly, continually mention that Lars Eller kind of uh, uh, overtime goal against Columbus to kind of get the team off the mat. So uh, it, it's just nice, and it kind of feels like uh, there is just kind of a general sense of optimism. And and for the Nationals, they kind of slayed their Penguins by just getting out of the. Division yeah. series, you know, yeah, they didn't uh, even have like a penguins, although I guess like, yeah. the Cardinals are kind of actually the closest to that, maybe given what happened in 2012. But yeah, it's, uh, yes. it's, it's good to see them get out, you know, of the first round. And, you know, I, the, the other kind of parallel, and I actually mentioned this on another podcast I was on, uh, the rash cast. Uh, so, um, one thing it kind of that I noticed, at least with both of the teams, is that once they got over that hump, they just seemed to play a lot more loose and relaxed. You know, like <laughs> with the Caps, I think that was getting by the Penguins. You know, you could, I mean, yeah, the the series with Tampa went seven, but they just played pretty well, right? You know, and it was oh. I, I think actually Tampa was lucky that that series even went seven, given that the Caps were probably the better team for most of that series, and. Man, oh man, the Nats don't seem like they're playing with a lot of weight on their shoulders right now. Or uh, the Nats don't seem like that, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would definitely say that. Uh, it just, you know, and, and I'm still curious kind of how, is what we see with the Nationals, would we have seen something like that with the Capitals if they had, you know, gotten rid of a superstar years earlier? Or is that totally different? Is it just kind of, it's almost like a different way, hopefully to lead to, lead to the same goal, right? Where, which is a championship, but... Um, 
I, I mean, I, I think they look great. I mean, the yeah. way they're playing right now and the Nationals pitching staff is just, just incredible. It's kind of like what you'd now reminds me of kind of what you saw from Holpe during that Stanley Cup playoff run. Wow. All right. Well, you're setting me up, uh, you know, for our next topic. So this is, uh, <laughs> we did not record this one, but um, so we, we're going to probably transition a little bit to the cap start. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the phrase that comes to my head is uh, not great, Bob. Not great. Um, but, uh, you know, it's also, I, I think it was Becca talked about this in our Slack chat that it's, Hard to get up too much for some October games when the Nats are doing what they're doing. Um, but, you know, there are definitely some interesting caps things to talk about. And, uh, you know, one of the biggest ones I think we just have to acknowledge, it, particularly given he made zero saves yesterday, is uh, Braden Holpe. So uh, he hasn't been great, and uh, he's really struggled. And I think that kind of the, – the problem for him is, uh, you know, obviously he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. So – you know, not great timing for him. And, uh, I mean, the other problem is that Ilya Samsonov has looked pretty good, I think. So, I don't know, Adam, what are kind of your thoughts on uh, Holtby's start? I'm going to guess you're going to say it's not great. Um, but uh, kind of what are your thoughts on uh, on him and Samsonov and that kind of – I don't even want to say controversy yet, but kind of thoughts on it. So, what we kind of seen with Holtby, this isn't the first time in his career he's struggled or early in a season um it, it was i think a bigger issue like three four years ago kind of when he was earlier in the league he just didn't seem to be good early in the season and it I felt like that really wasn't the case under barry trotz most of the time um Mitch but, but I, think, that, I think <laughs> yeah for sure but i think there's definitely a, just a bit of a I mean, i'm a little concerned that hope he kind of not he's not as bad as he's been to start this season but he's just not the guy he was two three years ago right i mean yeah. uh, are, are the capitals giving up some s- solid chances yes but all around they look better defensively as a team yeah and i thought they good, looked actually defensively i would say yeah i mean they're not giving up a ton of like shots a shot attempts against which again like kind of harkens me back to some like old holpy quotes about how he really doesn't like when he doesn't see a lot of rubber because he feels like he kind of falls out of rhythm but i mean you know, thank God so far the Capitals haven't been letting him face too many shots. I was going to say, know, I mean, he's, he's letting all of them in. that right now, given how bad yeah. it <laughs> Yeah. Um, but my, my general thoughts on Holpe is just that he's, there, there's got to be a level of concern that this is uh, not going to rectify itself quickly. Yeah. And uh, this isn't the first regular season, in the, even in the last three, that he's uh, not looked good for, for a, a stretch here. I mean, we're, it, it, I want to say early, but it's not that early anymore. Right. We're not like, I mean, yeah. it is, but it isn't. It, no, I know, I know uh, what you mean. Um, I mean, it's what, so the caps have played seven, eight games, right? I think it's seven now. Am I, let me do so, that. Yeah. So it's, so it's still, it's still less than a 10th of the season. Yeah. Right? So it's still early, but it's not like, yeah. we're not talking about like a one game sample. No, uh, no, but no, again, no, no. again, though, what would you be saying about this? If it happened, or what would I be saying too, if this happened, two months from now if he had started at like 9 25 9 30 and then was now putting up these numbers we'd probably it'd be like it would be easier to write it off if this was happening in a yeah. few months so yeah I, i'm trying to gut check myself there no i know what you mean but i mean at the same time if it happened two months from now we would have at least had two months of sample saying he probably wasn't that goalie still you True. know so yeah it's tricky i mean like he hasn't looked great, you know, I mean, boy, he did not look good yesterday against the Avalanche, uh, but, you know, I, I still want to say I think it's a little early, you know, it's, 
uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm just divided on it because I, he was better last year than he was the year before, right? Like, at least in the regular season. He didn't the have a great season. playoffs. Well, yeah. with a couple of games aside. But, you know, you, you wonder, like, I, you know, I, they, they've they been giving up some chances. But, again, it, like, I agree with you. I think the defense has actually been fine. You know, I don't think it's been great, but I think it's been fine. So, yeah, I mean, his angle, I would say his angles don't look great, wouldn't you say? Like, it seems like he's, like, not playing the puck super clean, like, you know, like. It, it, it kind of yeah. looked like the goalie gave up to to Jordan Stahl in game seven. Yeah. Is what, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah you know, like, was... Nazem Kadri had a goal like that. And granted, he just yeah. blew by Lewington, who probably shouldn't be in the lineup anymore. But, like, you know, he blew by him. But, like, that's, you know, one of those is like, all right, like. You expect that once in a while, but it seems like he's giving up goals like that pretty consistently now. And so that's at least a little bit of a concern. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to be like, you know, if I'm Holpe's agent, I'm probably going, all right, I've got, we've got at least like four and a half in the bank because someone's going to give it to me next time. Sure. But Brain's not doing me any favors on getting a nice commission on this next deal so far. I mean, he's just, he just hasn't looked good. And, um, you know, I, yeah, and it, it's also it, tough too uh, because I mean, you, you you if you're an agent, you want to say like, well, the team's yada yada sucks, but I mean, like Samsonov, I think has looked pretty good. He, he say, has like, looked when good. He's been in there. Yes, exactly right. That's what I was kind of going to go to. Is this? He's just he's he hasn't looked out of place. Although he kind of reminds me of and probably being very stereotypical here because he's another Russian guy. Uh, Blake Varlamov looked. Yeah, he, that was the name I had like, in my head too. Yeah, like scrambly kind yes. of a little bit, um, which. You know, how much did that play into Varlamov's problems with injuries later in his career and all that stuff? Varley still had a a couple amazing seasons in the NHL, um, especially that one with Colorado where he kind of got robbed of a, of a kind of he, a heart he almost in my mind. He straight up did get robbed of a vet. I, think, yeah. I don't think he – did he – he might have won the Vezina that year, did he? I don't know. I yeah. actually don't remember. But, but, but he, he, was, I mean, he, he carried an awful team. He carried a Colorado yes. team to the playoffs. Yes, he did. So it's uh, – to, to me is just a little it's exciting but you also gotta go is, is this like a technically sound guy or is this just a guy who's relying on his athleticism sure. i don't know nearly enough about the position to be a guy to make that call it's just something you know that, that my brain jumped to kind of looking at it um and also maybe feel like and this is 100 percent money uh, a bit of a monday morning quarterback should the capitals have kept philip grubauer and traded Braden holtby Whoa. and uh, and Oh, you know, they they never would have they never would have done it because no. they just won the cup with with Holtby. Yeah, but if they hadn't won the cup that year, which obviously they did, thankfully, and everything's great. But from a management perspective, with if you took the off ice things out of the equation, would it have been better to keep Grubauer than Holtby? Yeah, I say no, and I say no for one big reason, which is that at the time Grubauer had like a good season sample size of like two. And yeah, yeah hopefully it struggled, but you're talking about someone who had had like three really, really good years before. And so, you know, I, I still think I say no to that. But, you know, if you wanted to make another argument to, to why you could say yes, you could also just say, well, goaltending's voodoo and we don't understand it anyways. And so we, I, I don't want to pay a goalie six million on the cap, you know, for something that we just don't know what we're going to get. Yeah. And Monday morning. And quarterback-wise, it's, well, it was the reason Holpe was doing so well because of the Barry Trot system. And now that the system's gone, we've seen his numbers. Is that why he's really yeah. been struggling? And uh, Grubauer's gone and p- done pretty well in a team that doesn't have a fantastic... Yeah, he looks have great. A, yeah, even on a system that, that obviously is not equivalent 
equivalent to Barry Trotz's defensively, but uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I find it very interesting yeah. that Colorado just seems to be taking, they just have a thing for going after guys that used to play for the Capitals. I they, don't know. they do. Um, you know, I, but the other thing I would say, and this is, I think, like kind of a more overall thought on the cap start, is that the Capitals still, as we are talking, have yet to play a, not, a team that has not qualified for the playoffs. So, you know, I mean, like, in Colorado, I, like, I mean, yeah, the Caps did not play well because, oh boy, they did not play well. But, I mean, Colorado, man, they look good, didn't they? Yeah, I thought so. Uh, you know, I mean, they're just, they've been really helped out. I mean, prior to that previous game, I mean, they had two game-winning goals in back-to-back games by Andre Burakovsky, so they were really just uh They're rolling. Just and that team can freaking fly. Yeah, I mean, they were built for a speed game, I think. Yeah. I, I think they're an interesting team. I think they've got nice offensive talent. I've always been a fan of Kadri's on-ice performance. Yes, as long as he's not doing uh, stupid stuff. Yes, exactly. I mean, I back in the day, I thought he would have been a great guy for the Capitals to target for kind of where they ended up getting Lars Eller instead. And yeah. um, I, I just think they're a well-rounded team. I mean, you're right. The Capitals have not had a soft schedule to start, and they played very well. I thought the first few games, they've still, I think their underlying metrics are still relatively solid. They're, they're actually very good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I haven't looked after yesterday's game, but they're, uh, they're still very good. I, I, yeah. I actually, I did pull them. So, uh, the Capitals, I'll go fancy stat real quick. They are fourth in the league in Corsi. They are, in terms of shots on, this is all at five on five, score venue adjusted. Six for uh, goals, that, or uh, shots shots for, um, they are like one of the worst for uh, goals for. Uh, they're seventh from last, but Braden Holpe, there you go. Um, and when when you're talking about scoring chances, they're, they're, in, the, they're in the black there too. So they, they still look like, Underlying metric wise, and I would say mostly eye test wise, you know, five on five. I think they look pretty good. Not great, but you know, they've been pretty good. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I mean, watching them, they've been, they looked okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they've, okay is probably they, they've had moments. I, I mean, all right. So I guess my next thing is we talked about it, or one of the calls we've had about it has been about kind of how are the Capitals going to do with depth scoring also, yeah. like kind of without Burakovsky, without Connolly. And honestly, it's just been on. I, I, I am not impressed by the new look third line. Um, I get that. Like there's supposed to be this kind of, I, I mean, my thoughts are relatively well documented on Haglin. Like, I think he, I, I'm not loving what I'm seeing from him. I think he's been fine. Uh, panic or panic is just, I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on invisible? Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, just, it's, it's tricky, right? I mean, I think that they, the Caps, their 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 idea with them is not to, you know, not to necessarily for them to score a ton, but for them to suppress and kind of be more of a shutdown line. And, you know, I think, yeah. like, you look at it, they've done an okay job at that, but, I mean, you can't win games zero to negative one, right? You know, at some <laughs> point you got to score, and uh, that's not a line that's going to really need to, that's going to be able to score consistently. And the problem with that is that, that's going to put a lot of pressure on the TJ Oshies, Nicholas Backstroms, and kind of other tertiary scoring to be healthy and consistent. And if they're not, then the Caps aren't going to be able to win many, like, you know, up-ice kind of racing games. And, uh, you know, they're just because they, they just don't have the same level of finishing talent that they used to even a couple of years ago. Yeah, I mean, even last year, I'd yeah. say the overall kind of offensive talent isn't quite there um, like it was before, which is definitely not... I mean, talent in the regular season is, like, kind of enough to get you by, right? That's what yeah. we've kind of seen in the past. Um, like, it doesn't 
necessarily like you could have a pretty bad well now i'm saying that i'm like well i guess edmonton's got some kind of good talent but like it it, a competent coach with great talent will get very good results in the regular season Mm -hmm. it's kind of in the playoffs where things are different and it feels like the capitals maybe they're still well built for the playoffs maybe but i'm just like not i'm not loving what i'm seeing like offensively in the regular season so far but again like ultimately you expect the capitals to be a pretty high shooting percentage team and they haven't been so far yeah, that's true. I mean, I think their shooting percentage is, when I looked, it was one of the lowest in the league. It might have gone up a little bit since then, but uh, okay, I will pull the number. This is great podcasting, right? Uh, so they're shooting 7% right now, and that's 10th uh, worst in the NHL. So you would expect and, and that to go they typically wear, like, around 9, right, or something like that. Yeah, I mean, they're typically yeah, high. Yeah. They're going to sit probably, like, at least... I mean, like league average is going to be like 8%, you know, somewhere around there. I think that's where the median is right now. And, uh, you know, you'd expect the caps to at least ride a little bit higher than that, but probably not that much higher maybe because of, I mean, you look at Connolly was very consistent at, you know, having league, league of or a league average or above percentage significantly above. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we'll see, you know, uh, I think it's interesting. Um, speaking of things that are interesting, uh, wow. That's, I, I don't C plus transition, right? You would say, yeah, you know, I'll give it to you. All right. Okay. Uh, I'll take it. Um, speaking of <laughs> interesting things, Evgeny Kuznetsov, um, is now back and he's your typical interesting, right? You know, he has scored, I think a point in every game he's been back, but you look at the underlying metrics for defense and they're just as bad as before. So I don't know. What are your kind of thoughts on Kuznetsov being back? Um, you know, I haven't really, gotten a great read i feel like on his play so far i'm still kind of gauging it i mean he yeah. looks like a guy who's uh, like with the puck he looks good still yeah. um trying to still kind of get a handle on his defensive aspect of his game and like if it's really uh, I, I was expecting to see such a high effort level from him to kind of make yeah. up for what happened in the off season so i i, I don't know i'm going to give him a bit more of a sample before i get too into it but what, what do you think Greg yeah I'm, I'm kind of in that boat too like I think he's trying defensively you know like I, I think that, that he's I think he's clearly giving some kind of effort you know I don't know like how you know it's tricky right like because he's even at his best he's gonna be like average at best on on you know in in the other team's end you know so uh, and he doesn't need to be more than that to be a elite player but you know, I don't know. Like, I think that for him, I'm curious to see who they're going to play him with consistently because we'll talk about this later. I mean, Reardon shuffled the lines a little bit to maybe get him a little more defensive help. But, you know, you wonder, like, is is he going to be, is he going to have enough kind of responsibility? He's going to probably need to have some kind of, you know, wing help, I think, and uh, defensively. And so I don't think he's a guy that, you know, is going to be a center that can, you know, be like a number one shut down the other team's center. And to some extent, that's not really what they're asking him to do. But, you know, I, I think at one point there was hope that he would become that. And I don't I don't know if that's kind of on the table anymore for him. So when you say that, like, I was I'm curious, like, would you imagined, like, you would have imagined him having like the two way game of like a backstrom do you think that's what the capitals like expected to see from I, him know, or? I don't know. like i i don't think i mean asking him to be at a basically a consistently selkie worthy level at his own end i think was probably always a bit of a reach but i mean at one point they were playing him on the penalty kill right yeah and he, he looked good uh, he looked pretty good i actually you know i i think that maybe that's 
still maybe on the table as a kind of way to jumpstart him. But, you know, I, I think that that might have been at one point, you know, because I think whenever you're talking about a number one center, which, you know, I think they clearly thought he was, like, you know, you look at a number one center and part of the job, at least a lot of the times, the way we kind of have stereotyped it is, you know, someone that could be on the ice when the other team's best players are there. And he did that, I think, a little bit during the cup run. I mean, he was so dominant with the puck during the cup run that he didn't let other teams that uh, he didn't let other teams have the puck very much. So, you know, his own abilities in his own end maybe weren't as big of a factor. But, you know, I don't know. Like, I think for me, that hope was on the table. I can't really speak to the organization, but like, I was at least hoping that. I don't know. What, what were you hoping? Uh, I mean, I was hoping that he would have the kind of the, the two-way game that, that you talk about. I, I just, I'm, I'm trying to think back to like kind of how he was again in that cup run. And he, I guess he was a bit more engaged defensively. Like yeah. we've definitely seen Kuznetsov be a pretty, he, he can be a pretty engaged player defensively i mean he, yeah. he can be kind of tricky defensively yeah. i mean you, you mentioned him penalty killing and i think back didn't he like write his write some sort of like college essay about like the penalty killer or something like that uh, yeah. i don't know if you remember that story yeah, yeah i think i remember that yeah but he um alexander semen i used to think was underrated defensively when he cared about it because yeah. he like n- nobody could kind of get back and he, he was just so good at kind of that deceptive uh, lift check and get away. And then they start calling him for hooking every single time. But yeah. you, you, you hear him trying to say, like, you don't have to be a traditionally strong defensive no, player to still help move yeah. the puck back up the ice. And uh, ultimately, in my mind, what I see Kuznetsov as being is a, is a hopefully a guy who can just outscore your opponents at an elite level. And uh, whether that be via offense or defense, it's all the same to me. Just uh, make sure it kind of works out. Yeah. Uh, and you're plus 50, you know, you're plus 50%. Yeah. Well, speaking of other players that have come back or well, have not come back. Um, one of the things that um, I know we talked about a little before the show is, uh, you know, I mean, the Caps blue line. I actually wrote a piece on Orlov that we'll talk about in a bit, but um, Michael Kempney still not back yet. So um, it seems like we've been kind of saying that Michael Kempney is about to come back for two weeks now. And I still don't know how close he really is. So, you know, I'm kind of curious, Adam, like, one, you know, are you nervous about him not being back? And two, you know, what are kind of the effects of him, you know, being gone? And, like, what will he bring when he comes back? Both what he'll bring and what he'll kind of, the stability he'll bring to the rest of the lineup. So the nice thing is, like, we've kind of talked about the Capitals have looked better defensively overall uh, kind of this year than they did a, a lot of points last year mm-hmm. um, in terms of quality of chances, a number of chances. And Kempany was a big part of the team defensively when they were good. Um, yes. you, you know, right after the trade deadline, they looked at the kind of uh, kick things into another gear. We're putting everything together. So you got to imagine he'll have a pretty nice stabilizing impact again when he comes back. Um, I mean, he's just a very quality defender. But you, you mentioned it before in a podcast we had, Greg, where like this was not a low-key injury he had, right? This was this was like a pretty significant uh, injury, and, and I totally understand the Capitals being uh, hesitant to, to put him back before he's ready. Uh, we, we were talking about a little bit about it off-air. Um, not sure the cap ramifications, but I'm surprised we haven't seen just something like give him some game time down in Hershey or something. You know, it'll give him a chance to, uh, you know, stretch his... Uh, his legs, you know, to, yeah. to, just to really see what he can do at the at game speed. So um, I, I don't know what the holdup is, obviously, but um, I, I think I think the Capitals, would, it would just be nice to get some sort of shot in the arm here. Uh, yeah. with how it's been going the last 
week or so. Yeah, and I mean, when Kempney is really on, he is, you know, an excellent skater, and he plays very well with John Carlson. And, you know, I mean, Siegenthaler, I thought, I think has looked okay with Carlson, but, you know, I think that asking Siegenthaler to basically play on the top pair is probably not ideal, right? You know, like, I don't think, I don't see him as a guy who can go down and shut the uh, opposing player's best player. So, or opposing team's best player. So, you know, I think that it'll be good when he's back. And also, I mean, I say this, you know, and he's gotten burned a few times. Like, Tyler Lewington probably just is not an NHL player yet or ever, really. And so, I think having Kempney back will kind of, you know, maybe shuffle the pairs a little bit and kind of help the Caps, uh, you know, get uh, at least get some stability kind of throughout the defensive uh the defensive pairs yep i you gotta agree i gotta agree with that i mean it just sounds like they're it, it will be nice to get some more consistency i mean for years the capitals have uh the one thing that seemed to stay relatively constant was what they did in the back end with with defensive pairings and i'm sure that there'd be an interesting study somewhere about kind of how much that familiarity kind of helps people put stuff together and play their best games. So yeah. it'll be good for the Capitals to kind of be able to get back to what they uh, have as their long-term plan. Um, Greg, I, I forgot. What are, what are your, do you have any strong thoughts on the, uh, on the, on the nuke line combinations? Yeah. Uh, well, before we do that, um, I'm actually <laughs> going to uh, let's take a break um, because uh, you know, we get to do that now we have we're commercials. <sighs> we're legit. I, I've said this like three or four times and I still can't believe it. So uh, I now get to say I'm a semi-professional hockey podcaster, which, hey, there you go. that's great. Um, so you're listening to a professional production here. Um, so I um, let's take a break and uh, we'll come right back and I'll give you my thoughts on the new lines. Welcome back to Japers Rank Radio. I am your co-host, Greg Young. And uh, so, Adam, when we were talking about the uh, – we were at break um, – I mentioned uh, that we were going to talk about the new lines. So um, after a pretty demoralizing 6-3 loss, uh, head coach Todd Reardon introduced some new lines. Um, so I'm just going to read them off, and let's uh, let's chat on the other side. So we got Ovechkin, Backstrom, Oshie. So, uh, you know, and then Hagelin, Kuznetsov, Wilson. And I've been one of the people that has said I think Hagelin could play with Kuznetsov pretty effectively, so we'll see how that goes. Hathaway gets promoted to a third line with Eller and Vrana, which is an interesting group. Um, then the fourth line is uh, Brendan Leipzig, uh, Chandler Stevenson returns, and Richard Panic uh, will continue to be innocuous on the uh, on the fourth line. Um, deep pairs of Siegenthaler, Carlson, Orlov, and Gudis, and Jensen and Lewington. So, uh, Adam, kind of first thoughts. Um. I'm interested to see how Verona and Eller do together. Uh, you know, I yeah. thought Eller started the campaign really well, and Verona obviously came out of the bat looking pretty good, um, coming out of the gate rather. And uh, I mean, ultimately, I think this is a pretty important season for for Verona, um, yes. kind of determining the kind of player he's going to be long term. I mean, is he going to take that next step and 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 be in that kind of top tier? Um, you know, I, I, I you know, he's not going to be, he's not going to be one of the league's greatest i don't think but is he could he potentially get an all-star nomination someday or play in an all-star game maybe and i think this is kind of the year to see if he can put up kind of that consistent scoring that uh will, will kind of separate him from kind of the one-off guys so uh we'll, we'll see how it shakes out i mean i think it's definitely interesting to see how the lines have gone but uh uh, I don't know. That my first thought was kind of relative to Verona, what we'll see from him. Uh, as I said earlier, Haglin is... I don't know. Why do you think Haglin will look good with Kuznetsov? Well, okay, is it... so, so Haglin is really good at one thing, and it's weird, and you have to kind of look for it. But 
Hagelin is actually really, really good at um, suppressing high danger chances. And he's like, it's been, he's been very consistent about being good at it. And then you look at it and you have to really look for it in games, but he's actually very good at like in his own zone, kind of, you know, making sure that, you know, he's, he's somewhere, you know, kind of near there. He's good at, pa he's better at passing the puck in his own zone than I think he get, is given credit for. And so little things like that, he doesn't turn the puck over a ton in his own zone, you know, whether he does it in the other zone, yes, he does. But, you know, so, and you look at Kuznetsov, and those are, like, kind of two of his biggest weaknesses. So this is actually something that I wrote for Japers, a, uh, I think it was in last February. Um, and they uh, they kind of looked at it, and so they've tried it a little bit. I'm kind of curious to see what it looks like. Um, you know, I, in terms of, like, I test, I don't, you know, the kind of play contrasting styles, you know, and uh, Hagelin, I agree, hasn't been super impressive, but... You know, if, if it can help Kuznetsov at least limit some of the high danger chances, which he seems to give up with alarming alacrity, then, uh, you know, I think it'll... Wow, alarming alacrity. Awesome <laughs> I am. Um, but, uh, but uh, you know, I, I think I think that'll help, uh, you know, maybe kind of mitigate some of Kuznetsov's problems a little bit. Yeah, I mean, if he can do that, I mean, that, that's a great kind of thing you've, you've looked at. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see how Haglin kind of does with that. Uh, again, the Capitals Your are paying... Your favorite player, Carl to... Haglin, right? You know, I don't know what it is. There's just something. You really don't I, I, like him. I, I'm just not a huge <laughs> fan of his. I, I, I guess I'm just not sure that the the upside is there. I mean, his contract isn't isn't a killer by any stretch of the no. imagination. It's long, it's, it's long, and it's just kind of. Eh. I mean, yeah. he's just such a he's such a man player to me. But I can't, I can't believe you don't have strong thoughts on Carl Haglin. You know. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, he could maybe he'll prove me wrong and he'll put up. He's you know, pretty good on the penalty kill, I'll say. Yes, I mean that is a big reason they traded for him last year. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so we'll see. I I'll tell you what. I mean, I know he's on the fourth line. Man, Brandon Leipzig looks pretty good. Yeah, uh, I mean, he on the on, he has looked good. I mean, the Capitals have done the the kind of bottom three. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, the the fourth line has looked has looked. Okay. Uh, again, I mean, so when you talk about people who it's okay not to score, right? And, and it's really all about just kind of, um, you know, just 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 don't give up goals, right? And, yeah. But they've looked better than that. They've exceeded expectations for sure. Yeah, I, I, like I don't think Chandler Stevenson's an NHL player. I've said that a hundred times. Um, you know, it's hard for me to get too worked up about who the fourth line center is in October. So that that's my thoughts on that. You know, I, look, if this were the playoffs and they were starting him, I would have more concern. It's not, you know, so let's let's see how that goes. Um, I'm also intrigued by Orlov and Gudis. You know, we'll, uh, I'm kind of curious to see, you know, how they look together. You know, I know that in the preseason, that was something that, you know, we uh, had kind of said they that might be a pair that plays together. So uh, we'll see about that. You know, it, it does seem like they're a little lower on Jensen. And I test-wise, I kind of agree, although... I'm still intrigued by that Jensen-Orlov pair. I, I'm not ready to give that up yet, but, you know, I think it'll be, you know, it seems like Jensen's going to have to kind of earn that spot again, wouldn't you say? Uh, Yeah, I, I, I think he will. I mean, he the Capitals rewarded him with a contract before he had ever stepped on the ice for him, and it's just um, kind of lackluster so far. But we will have to see, Greg. Uh, it's uh, definitely haven't gotten a lot of answers so far uh, no. in this season. Yeah, yeah, you know, which is... I mean, it's early still, you know, like, I think that, I mean, we've I, I kind of closed on a little bit of an overall note, you know, uh, then we'll do a quick look at the week ahead. Um, 
you know, I mean, we've talked about it, and they haven't looked great, but it's also really early, and, you know, like, if we're, I think if they still look like this in two months, I'll be a lot more concerned, but, you know, it's also, it's early, and it's tricky, too, I think, when you're playing good teams, you know, that, particularly good teams that a lot of them are going to be in really tight division races, you know, I think it's going to be... Uh, you know, I, I'm willing to give this team a little bit of space to kind of figure things out, you know, and uh, also the other thing is that sometimes, you know, when you have everything figured out right away and you don't overcome a lot of adversity, like we've seen those Caps teams get to the playoffs, you know, get punched in the throat and then struggle a little bit. So, you know, I think that I'm I'm willing to give this team some space to kind of figure it out, you know, and I, uh, you know, I mean, they're going to have some games where they look rough, but, I, you know, I think the Caps could look a lot worse, and I think they have in years past, and uh, they've come through. So, you know, I think that overall, like, I'm annoyed, but I, I wouldn't say it's more than that. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds very fair. Yeah. All right, so um, finally, um, we're going to take a look, uh, because now, Adam, we're going to be doing this weekly. Um I know we haven't, we didn't do it last week. Uh, I'm going to blame Yom Kippur and uh, the Nationals and yada yada. Uh, blame me. That's fine. I'll, I'll take it. Uh, you could, yeah, yell at my old Twitter handle. That's fine. Uh, but uh, we're going to take a look at the week ahead. I think that's going to be a new recurring feature. So, uh, all right, Adam, I'm going to read you the week ahead and tell me what you kind of think. Um, so uh, the Caps next week are going to be, or this week, are going to be playing the Leafs at home on Wednesday, the Rangers on Friday, they're going to be at the Hawks on Sunday, and then they're going to start a road trip. Uh, their usual mid-October, it seems like they do this every October, they go out west and uh, they're going to play the Flames, Oilers, and Canucks, I believe. So, uh, you know, kind of kind of thoughts on that. Uh, I, I guess I think that Maple Leafs will be entertaining. I mean, there's always, uh, I, I think it's a fun team to watch. There's going to be some scoring, I think, in that game. Yeah, I mean, maybe that will help with the Capitals kind of third line, start getting some points on the board. Yeah. Um, you know, I Get guess those Frederick minutes against Cody Cece, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, didn't he? I think the first few games, I thought he looked kind of good, I heard. He but... scored in the game I went to. There you go. Yeah, so, he there... scored in the Columbus game. See, like the world's on its head right now. Know, and um, He might be the, the greatest player of all time, is what I'm saying. Uh, well, I mean, probably. I'm yeah. excited to see Capo Caco uh, in the Rangers game. I'll actually be back in town, leaving leaving Houston, so I'll actually be up in uh, at Capital One. So I'm pretty excited to see that. I'm excited to see the team play. Uh, I think the Rangers will be. I, I don't have a great read on that team. I feel like the Capitals have played more hockey than everybody else too, so yeah. the samples are. Wait, Adam, small. are you going to be saying that you, a uh, middle aged white guy with a beard, is going to a hockey game? I am. I cannot believe that something like that would be the case. What are you trying to say? I'm fitting into a stereotype? I, I look, I mean, I, as a fellow, you know, middle-aged white guy with a beard, although I actually have shaved now, so uh, there you go. But um, uh, <laughs> podcast about very important things, clearly. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, that's, you, know, uh, you know, what I, what I have, what I, what I will say is uh, we are, um, you know, I think we're, we're trying to think about, you know, ways to, uh, you know, we're going to, I think we're, we're thinking about diversity and everything like that too here. So, uh, keep, so put a bookmark in that because some of our next guests, uh, you know, we, we've made a priority and we're going to get some, we're going to have some pretty cool people on. So there you go. That was a good plug. I, I didn't know if we were going to get there, but you got there. I got there. I got there. Um, <laughs> and then we're going to be at the Hawks on Sunday. The Hawks are probably bad, whatever. There you go. Uh, that's my analysis on the Hawks. Um, All right. they're fun. All right. So, um, all right. Well, we are 34. 
six minutes in. She's just lasted longer than I, I... We've been doing this now for a little longer, so I guess we have chemistry now, so hooray. Um, and <coughs> what we all know about chemistry is that you should just talk about it all the time, and that's going to make all your listeners just really excited. Um, so, <laughs> um, but uh, there you go. Uh, so we um, we have some guests coming up. Uh, I We've been uh, kind of reaching out to various people on Twitter, so... Um, you know, in particular, I know that uh, we're going to be getting uh, Sam back on the show. So we're excited about that. That might be next week. So we're excited about that. And uh, we got some other bigger names potentially, too. Uh, we were able to get Greg Wyshynski a couple of weeks ago. So if you haven't listened to that, I would highly suggest it. Um, and, uh, you know, I know that Adam, we've been talking to about getting some other guys on. So I'm pretty excited to kind of, you know, really uh, get kind of rolling on uh, Jaybird Sunk Radio this season. Yeah, it's going to be a great season, and uh, so far so good. I mean, the product on the ice might, might not always be the best, but I feel like, uh, yeah, we're, we're it's all it's only for everybody. We're we're getting there as well. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need we need a, we need a little bit to get warmed up too, right? <laughs> I hope our listeners are sticking with us, and uh, as we move forward here. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you for listening to this episode of Japers Rink Radio. Um, Adam, uh, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Stringham A. Um, if you if you see a guy who's gonna you know talk about random stuff, ninety percent of the time will be hockey related. That's me. There you go. Um, and you can find me at my new Twitter handle, uh, Greg Y underscore Jr. Um, and uh, there you can find me talk about mostly hockey, uh, random movies, and um, well, I mean, as long as the Nationals are in it, uh, you know, baseball too. Uh, I guess I'm a uh. You know, and then I'll make very, very, uh, you know, awful jokes that get me public, you know, that get me, uh, you know, like, uh, get, get some eye rolls in there. So, uh, so it'll, it's worth a follow. Uh, I also have something up on Japer's rank this week, uh, about Dimitri Orlov. So check that out. And, uh, so finally, um, if you want, uh, we would love you to, uh, rate, subscribe, review, do all that kind of stuff. And, uh, Adam, uh, it was good to, good to be back, and uh, we'll uh, pick this up uh, next week. Sounds good, Greg. All right, have a good one. You as well.